Hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mindshare Mentorship Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I love uh, to have you with me. Today, I want to talk to you about how to grow uh, within a niche by finding your niche. And I think, um, and I, I'm Canadian, so I say niche, so you can say niche. Same idea applies. So uh, I want to kind of share a little story and then how I've applied it to growing uh, in the co-working world and, and how I've kind of developed um, uh, entry into that into that niche or niche. And, uh, and then therefore how you can kind of do the same. So just kind of taking you on a little story. So I, I actually recently read that an ostrich and a zebra kind of often pair up in the wild, which is, it seems like an unusual combination. So the ostrich tends to have a really great smell, but the zebra not so much. However, the zebra uh, has great eyesight and the ostrich not so much. So what they do is they kind of create this perfect combination of um, kind of, uh, you know, centuries. They can keep an eye on, you know, the threats or whatever of the wild and uh, all that fun stuff. So I just thought it was an interesting kind of, you know, par- parallel to kind of what I'm wanting to talk about today, which is this idea of kind of growing within an ecosystem. And when you think of a niche or a niche, like an ecosystem, uh, where your job is to kind of fit in and to, to have a, a niche or a niche within that so that you fill a role that is harmonious and that builds um, the ecosystem at large, that's ultimately how uh, nature kind of works and grows. So that's kind of what the mindset I want to help you take. So by having a niche or a niche, uh, frankly, it makes you more productive and it makes, um, it allows you to kind of be lifted and elevated and supported by the rest of the ecosystem. So let's take an example. Let's say that, uh, two competitors were competing for the same thing. Like, you know, in the case of, uh, two moose in the wild, um, competing for uh, a mating partner, obviously they're going to go head to head because there's one one person or one moose to mate with and two other uh, moose going for the same thing. So that creates a conflict and obviously you don't want that. However, um, you know, if the moose and the deer don't seem to interact the same way, so they can kind of get on harmoniously and, and do their own, their own thing. So what you want to be thinking is how do I fit in and how do I kind of not be trying to compete head to head with anyone else? And there's a great book called Blue Ocean Strategy, which basically tries to kind of get you thinking in terms of how do we go into open waters where I'm not competing with the other, you know, sharks in the ocean and therefore there's not a lot of uh, blood in the ocean uh, near me. So this whole idea of kind of being in an area that uh, still has, you know, has, allows you to succeed and to grow and to to do what you want to do and to build a business, um, but doesn't kind of uh, overstep or cannibalize with others in the market, which um, there's a time and a place for that, of course. Competition is real, right, among similar species. But you want to be kind of one who kind of plays in their own sort of arena and does their own specific thing such that if someone wants that, that's where they go. And if they want um, something else, they go to someone else. And, you know, that's the best way to kind of own something very specific, uh, within a niche or a niche. So it's kind of niching within a, within a niche. So let's kind of talk about this a little bit further. So one of the things that I've been doing in the co-working world is building my audience through kind of breaking into, um, other communities, other audiences. So if you want to grow your audience, one of the best things you can do is say, where does my target market already hang out? Now, I haven't really done that yet with Mindshare in terms of reaching into other communities and maybe sharing content, uh, mostly due to sort of time and, you know, resource limitations, time. Um, but what I've been able to do in the co-working world is, is basically kind of uh, develop relationships where, for example, uh, you know, I, I developed a relationship with another co-working consultant. They specialize more in the operation side of things and I specialize in the, in the marketing side of things. So we were very much uh, aligned in terms of we didn't step on each other's toes. We were very supportive um, of you know providing business and opportunities one way or the other because we ultimately at the end of the day we didn't neither of us did the thing that even though we served the same niche we did different things and that's kind of a key kind of area if you're looking for these opportunities to 
get in front of your target market or to kind of create content and show up. You know, in my case, I do a lot of webinars and I do web podcasts and that sort of thing. If you want to do that, you have to obviously be not competing with those people who, who control those groups or who have that audience. So the best way to do that is to start small and to kind of pick a little area that, that you don't really interfere with everyone with. Um, there might be some overlap and that's totally fine. As long as you have a unique flavor and a unique angle and you do a more specific version of a thing than others, then you're generally kind of okay. Now, that being said is, you know, when I was getting into the coding world, I can tell there were definitely people who were not warm to my entry and there were definitely others who were. And just through the force of sheer resilience and, and uh, friendliness and, and being just generally just interested in kind of collaborating with people, you know, I made efforts to reach out and network with people who are in the industry and kind of break down some of those barriers, uh, making sure that they knew that they had their thing and I had my thing and kind of, you know, being very clear on what I did and what I represented and them doing the same. So whether they were more niche or niche than I was or less niche or niche, like for example, uh, if they specialized in content marketing, um, still there's opportunities for partnership and a relationship there because I focus on a broader thing and they would go deeper on the content side. Or if they focused on co-working or the industry at large, obviously there'd be a much bigger niche or, or section of that market. Uh, but I would represent just a smaller fraction fraction of the, uh, of the, 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 the ways that I can help. So what do I do? So what I did was I got to know someone who runs, who's a consultant. Great. We collaborated. We did some partnerships. I got on their podcast. I also got in with uh, one of the associations, um, the workspace, Club Workspace Association, and I did webinars, seminars, flew to New York and did some training for, for their clients. Um, I spoke at conferences for them, um, ultimately because I was, you know, even though they were teaching the industry and kind of leading the industry, they were, uh, I was, I was carving a smaller kind of niche within that. So I wasn't going to compete with them. Obviously they're an association. They've been around a lot longer. What I did was bring very small and specific value to the table. And that's, that's why they brought me in and didn't see me as a competitor. I even advised and helped them with their marketing. Then there's other groups, uh, other kind of, uh, conferences and, and whatnot that have their own memberships and their own kind of online ecosystem. And again, I just fit a small piece of that. I don't claim to know how to run the coworking space better than anyone. I don't have all the answers, but I, I'm really good at, you know, marketing strategy for coworking spaces. So that's where I came in and I was able to kind of collaborate with them and do panel discussions and that sort of thing. And so that helps to get, get my, my name in front of their audience even more. I fit into their ecosystem, right? I didn't try to replicate or just duplicate or do the same thing as others. I picked a small sliver of the the overall marketing or the overall co-working industry. And I said, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I do it for. Uh, and there's a lot of ways that you can do that as well. Um, I also then reached out to, actually some of them reached out to me, some um, software companies who support that industry. And I would start doing webinars and and training for for their for their audience. And that also brought a lot of eyeballs and attention over to me. And, you know, through all this, the main call to action was join my email list. Um, so I've been able to grow that, you know, over the years as well. So now when I open it, I've got, you know, hundreds of people that open my email and I think it's only like 600 people, but it's, it's very specific and targeted. So that's enough for me. Um, so between the software companies, the conference folks, the associations, the, um, the other consultants and several of them I know, and I've reached out and they've reached out to me and we're, you know, we're, uh, we've exchanged, you know, emails and opportunities and made referrals and all kinds of stuff. Um, between all of that, uh, at the end of the day, I've been able to kind of bridge into this industry and then showing up in all the various platforms and communities and contributing. And ultimately all that takes a bit of time, but what you do is you just get known for a small specific area, you know, in, if you think about it in the ocean, you know, there's these like sucker fish and the and the shark and the sucker fish feeds off of the back of the shark or the whale, um, removing algae or whatever else. And that benefits both parties. So they're not trying to, the shark's not trying to turn around and eat it. Um, and, uh, that's kind of how you want to think like, how do I contribute to this 
to this sort of ecosystem so that I'm a welcome member and a contributor and that we all mutually benefit and the ship, uh, all tides, all ships rise with the tide. So I just want to share that with you. Um, the best way to kind of get into a niche or niche is to kind of have a very specific area that you focus on. Uh, probably if you're a marketing consultant, you're not just going to go in and get on the podcast of another marketing consultant for that industry. It's they're probably not going to work very well, but if you're an SEO specialist or if you're a broader, you know, like uh, operations specialist, whatever, um, very good chance that people are going to be willing to have you on because you can bring insight to their audience without stepping on their toes, without having a confusing or overlap overlapping value proposition. And that's kind of what I want to bring. So you want to be thinking in terms of how to get on podcasts, get on conferences, all these things within the industry and kind of spider it. And then how do I then do that by keeping a strong kind of niche and focus? So hope that helps. Uh, sorry for the bit of background noise today. Um, as always, there's kind of kids running around these days. So that's going to be usual for me from now on. Rather than not recording, I'd rather record something with a bit of noise. But if I can help you with any, please let me know. And um, we'll uh, talk again soon. Bye for now.